What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pals, Pass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check. And unfortunately, you do see my pretty sexy face, so you know I am, in fact, alone. It is a get hyped, but literally nobody is available slash nobody else wants to talk about this show. And I don't really blame them for two reasons. A, the controversy, obviously, people that are trying to make money on these platforms are going to get demonetized if they talk about the Saudi Arabia show, are they not? But also... It's the ongoing, uh, it's the ongoing ridiculous banter of these shows don't really matter, other than they're a little bit ridiculous and fun, and oh, by the way, Goldberg's back for reasons. So we are here to talk about WWE Super Showdown 2020. I'm going to give you my thoughts. I don't usually get to talk to you guys one-on-one, -on -one, my thoughts on what's going on in the WWE. We usually save that for a collab, etc. So... I'm going to ramble a bit because it's not a review, I don't have notes or whatever, and I just finished doing uh, a video talking about some stuff going on in Destiny where I rambled quite a bit as well, so this should be good for a lot of reasons. A, I'm tired. B, my voice is shot. C, you should go back and look at the previous video that I did on Destiny, especially if you're in the greater Toronto area and you want to actually come to the show, because it's, it's shaping up really good and it's not happening in Saudi Arabia and nobody's going to die. It's fine. Starting off... SmackDown Tag Team Championships, The New Day versus The Miz and Morrison. Now, first of all, it's still February for a little bit longer. New Day's winning this. It's fine. But I want to take a chance to talk about The Miz, a.k.a. MJF done properly, and John Morrison tagging up again. I was really happy to see John Morrison come back. I know it's. I know a lot of people give it a why, or, oh my god, he's not going to be like he used to. Guarantee you, promise you right now, anybody you like right now isn't as great as they were yesterday or the day before. How long was John Morrison gone? I think, I think it was somewhere between six and eight years. Obviously, somebody's going to correct me down in the box below or over there in the chat if you're watching live. But six or eight years, are you the same person you were six or eight years ago? Is, the, is your favorite wrestler the same wrestler they were six or eight years ago? The answer the answer is no, and oh, they're just doing the same corny shit, they're doing the slow-mo entrance and all that sort of thing. Yeah, they are, because it works. The only other thing you're going to do is what he did on the indies. You're going to put him on SmackDown, you're going to call him Johnny SmackDown, like he was Johnny Impact, or like he was Johnny Mundo, or like he was Johnny whatever, wherever the hell else he was. I think he was Johnny Destiny at one point. Actually, last like last thing I'm going to say, and it, and it is Spaz Phoenix Bingo, so I'm going to mention Destiny Wrestling one more time. The last time I saw John Morrison live, he was taking on the artist formerly known as uh, Justin Gabriel in a Destiny ring, and that was really, that was really fucking good. And it was a lot of fun. It was a comedy match. They hit somebody over the head with a Timmy's Timbit box. It was fine. And they were being like shitty friends to each other the entire match. A lot of fun. Go to a Destiny show if you're ever anywhere near Toronto. That's all I'm going to say. But, I mean, John Morrison and The Miz is good. They brought back the dirt sheets. That's good. I mean, New Day is New Day. I, that, that's what it is at this point. They're a great team. Don't get me wrong. Their interactions with the Usos are still fantastic. I would love to see the Usos versus Miz and Morrison in this spot. It wouldn't be for a tag title, but that's fine. Um, Kofi Kingston's back to where he belongs on the card. I mean, I know I'm going to get hate for saying that, but it's true. Um, Miz and Morrison are going to get fucked in this match. Like, that's, that's how that's going to go down. Kofi Kingston and Big E are going to win and give the supposed happy victory to these guys because there is... There is the, the, the idea, and where I can't really argue, that in the Saudi Arabian shows, nothing really happens. I mean, 
yes, the Universal title changed there. Uh, they've handed out a bunch of fake trophies, and we're going to hand out another fake one here. Um, what else did they do? I mean, they did the, the one match for the title after Roman had the unfortunate news about, uh, about his cancer coming back, and they had to create a new championship, or a new champion, rather. But the, the overarching feeling that no title's really going to change hands, no story is really going to go, um, is kind of bullshit, too, though, because they did the... Now, I'm not saying this was a good story. Let me preface what I'm about to say. With, uh, this wasn't a good story, but they did the, um, the, the tournament to crown the best in the world, and that was Shane McMahon, which turned into a storyline, which turned into a tag team, which turned into a tag team title reign, which turned into a story that led to WrestleMania. Now... That's not, that wasn't a great story, and we all have our different feelings about how Shane McMahon matches go, but there was some long-term story, at least from WWE's point of view, about that. So we have changed titles, we have done things. Uh, I don't have any faith in, Miz and, in them giving Miz and Morrison what they deserve, because it is still February, moving on. Uh, but the match should be alright. Morrison, Morrison and Kingston specifically are going to bounce off each other really well, and the Miz can get squashed by Big E, and we can just be be sad about that, which is which is fine. Uh, the only thing to save this is I know Miz and Mrs. is coming back for another season. I don't watch it. Surprise, surprise. I know a lot of people. A lot of people think I watch Total Divas and Total Bellas. I don't. I think it's. I think reality TV is sort of a cancer on TV. Um, but, I mean, The Miz has his own show, and he's successful with it, so good for him. Doesn't mean I'm going to watch it, but whatever. It's the same as, as The Bellas. But um, if they want to partner him up with being champ... If they want to partner his show coming back for another season with John Morrison returning, with them becoming tag team champs, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. I just don't think it's going to happen, personally. Speaking of it being uh, February, I'm, not, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hop off that real soon, except no, I'm not. Uh, Seth Rollins and Murphy are going to overcome the fact that it's February because the Street Profits are not becoming the Raw Tag Team Champions. Are they? Street Profits are great. I love the Street Profits. But the thing is, though, right now they are so over with their gimmick. The WWE, I don't agree with this. Let me be clear. The WWE doesn't think they need to put tag titles on these guys because the gimmick is over enough on its own. Seth Rollins and Murphy and the whole gimmick that they're trying to put together, the Monday Night Messiah, and he's, what's he got? He's got Disciple. Like, Murphy's got Disciple on his pants. He's like one step away from being the actual NWO Disciple. That dude didn't have a name at all. Murphy's already lost half of his. It's fine. But Rollins, as much as nobody wants to admit it right now, is great. And he's better when he's a heel. And Murphy is getting all kinds of rub off this, even though people don't want to realize it once again. Now, they're going to be out there. Not only are they going to be out there, the big motherfuckers that come out with them are going to be there. So, four on two, unless... Unless the Street Profits have some kind of backup. I mean, if the Street Profits come out with the Viking Raiders to back them up, that's one thing. But they're not going to have anybody else. Samoa Joe is apparently injured, slash suspended, slash on drugs, slash whatever the dirt sheets are saying today. And Kevin Owens isn't going to Saudi Arabia. So even kayfabe-wise, storyline-wise, Street Profits have no backup unless Bianca Belair wants to come out there and piss everybody off with her hair, which, again, is not going to happen. It's fine. We have a women's match. We're going to talk about it. It's fine. But that's not happening either. Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. This isn't going to be a long video at this point, just because I'm just riling through what I think of things. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin is happening 
again. Because after the Royal Rumble, where Roman Reigns beat him soundly in a one-on-one -on -one match, Baron Corbin actually came out and said, he's never beat me in a one-on-one -on -one match. There, there, there's, there's so much to say. It's, it's dumb in a way, and I want to ask, I want to act like he's, oh, he's just being a bit delusional, but they did this last year and did it better. The whole, um, what was it? The whole Goldberg and Ziggler thing where he, where Goldberg came back and beat him and he said he never beat him. So he came down and he speared him again. He says, you've never beat me. You're a coward. And he come down and spear him again. That's funny because Goldberg is, is terrifying and Ziggler is a rag doll. That's fine. Corbin and, and Roman Reigns. I never thought I would say this in a million years, but when are they going to do something with Roman Reigns? Um, coming back from the injury, I'm, I'm going to bring it back down for a second. Coming back from the injury that, that put him over with the crowd, let's be real. Uh, I never thought in a million years I'd be saying, oh my God, we need some Roman. When are they going to do something with Roman Reigns? But King Corp, really, the King gimmick, the King, the King of the Ring is, is a death knell. For, for everybody. Think about people who won it in the past. Austin 316, Edge, etc. When Edge won it, they just gave him a Stanley Cup, didn't they? Like, that was the thing. You're Canadian here, have a trophy. It's fine. Edge, is Edge going to be on this show? Probably not. But Roman and, and King Corbin, King King of the Ring, King Corbin, he's got the whole Game of Thrones, Burger King thing going on. Rock came out and made fun of him. Becky came out and beat him up, which was great. I mean, it's a cage match in the probably the most casual crowd there is on the planet. I mean, Roman's winning this. Roman's winning the cage match. It's fine. They got to pour they got to pour lots of of dog food on King Corbin a little while ago. I mean, you can see my you can hear my voice dipping down as I talk about this, but it's it is what it is. They're they're not going to do anything. If they put King Corbin over Roman Reigns as we go to WrestleMania, what the hell is King Corbin going to do? At WrestleMania, he's going to have that rock moment again, isn't he? He's going to get rock bottomed at WrestleMania. That's what's going to happen. Or he's going to get like bonked in the head with a scepter by Jerry the King Lawler. It's, it's I. There's nothing here, and the fact that they threw a. I mean, I do like the fact that they threw a steel cage in here. Seeing as AEW last week tried to all of a sudden pretend that they invented the cage match. Fuck off, by the way, and fuck off Jim Ross for helping out with that propaganda. But. um yeah, there's nothing. It'll be it'll be fine. I mean, Corbin's okay. Roman's okay. It'll be an okay match. I mean, we call these Saudi shows big gigantic house shows, and this is what you would see on a house show. So, it's fine. It's whatever. It's going to end in a spear, which kind of leads me into the next match, which is the Fiend versus Goldberg. There, there is a world, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is a world where one of the main event, main world title matches at WrestleMania is Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, Spear versus Spear. Now, I don't even necessarily hate that, but to get to that, we have to beat Bray Wyatt for the title in a pay-per-view that doesn't matter without making him look like shit. Now, there's a weird continuity because he won the Universal Championship in Saudi Arabia from Seth Rollins. If he goes back to Saudi Arabia to lose it, there is a cruel irony to that, to the Bray Wyatt character, to, uh, what's his name, Wyndham Rotunda, the guy that plays, the, that plays Bray Wyatt. There is a weird, weird, cruel irony to making him drop it in Saudi Arabia if that is indeed what I don't think it is going to happen. I think we're going to get The Fiend versus Roman Reigns, but here's the thing. 
here's the thing I want you guys to think about. I know we have Elimination Chamber in the middle, and that's how Roman is going to get his title match. Let's 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 be real and let's not be fooled about that. But the Fiend versus Roman Reigns is just as weird a match concept as Goldberg versus Roman Reigns because neither one of them really fit. Goldberg's of a different era. Bray Wyatt's off of another planet. I uh, I mean. I'm, I'm, as I said about Roman Reigns in the last match, I'm at a point now where I'm okay with Roman Reigns being in a championship feud. Now, do I want him going against Brock Lesnar? Again. Do I want him main eventing WrestleMania? Again. No, you don't. But you, you could have him perfectly fine go off. And the thing is, if they really wanted to go really off course, they could have Roman go after the Intercontinental Championship. The new Intercontinental Championship that kind of looks like a watch. You get a really weird match, a really weird mid-card match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns for that title, and that would be just as weird. You could have him go after Andrade. I mean, you would, wouldn't have him go after Andrade because it's Raw, but I mean, I'm okay with Roman becoming a champion again. The thing is, to get there, you got to either put him against, you got to put him against the Fiend, or you gotta put him against Goldberg, and both of those are weird. And Goldberg, I got a little bit of built-in sympathy for Goldberg in this scenario, in the sense that obviously he wants to come back to where he had that absolutely shitpost match with The Undertaker. M much respect to both guys and, and all that, and I'm, not, and I'm not really trying to drag anybody, but everybody wants to forget about that match. Absolutely everybody wants to forget about that match because it made everybody sad. But, um, so Goldberg wants to, you know, come back to where it all happened, and The Fiend is kind of coming back to where his his thing all happened, so there's there's some weird uh, threads there that they could pull on if they want to. They haven't yet. I don't think they will. But, um, sticking with the safe bet that nothing ever really happens in Saudi Arabia, uh, Fiend is walking out with the title, in my opinion. I mean, it, it is what it is. They have another useless trophy that they're trying to make sound important, and it's called the Tuwake Mountain Trophy. I, I'm assuming Tuwake Mountain is something like a monument in Saudi Arabia that they've named it after, but it's a gauntlet match. It's six guys that aren't really doing anything else. It's AJ Styles, it's Andrade, who's just come back from his wellness policy violation. AJ Styles, who's just come back from injury. Bobby Lashley, who's... Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, who probably has his cage, R-Truth for reasons, and Rey Mysterio because Rusev's in a contract dispute right now. Now, the only positive I will get out of all of this is last time we saw Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia, he came out with Lana. And now that's not a big thing because nobody really likes Lana and she didn't really do anything and that's fine until you consider the political ramifications of what WWE is trying to do over there they introduced Renee Young as the commentator she was allowed to be live in the arena part of the show the very last show they had was the match between Natalia and Lacey Evans and yeah I don't really give a crap about either one of those characters but it's one of those look at the bigger picture look at the ramifications of them being able to have a match but what snuck in under the radar was Lana was also able to come partway down the ramp to escort Bobby Lashley to the ring is it this is it the savior and salvation of everything absolutely not but you have to acknowledge steps that is my only point and we're gonna get to that again later now in this match, you got Bobby Lashley and you got Andrade. Now, Bobby Lashley may have Lana with him again. 
uh, Andrade may have Zelina Vega with him. We don't know. And uh, and if that happens, if you got two women ringside for this, along with Renee Young making three, that's that's another one step. Again, we're not there, but we've made another step, and I think that's really cool, and it should be acknowledged. Now, we know next week on Raw that we've got that tag team match, which is Andrade and Angel Garza uh, versus Umberto Carrillo and Rey Mysterio. Now, Garza and... Umberto are not involved in this gauntlet match whatsoever, but but they could be, and that's cool. That's different. That adds something to it. Is somebody going to take something out of Eric Rowan's cage? That could be something. AJ Styles has sort of a bubbling thing. Actually, I correct myself. I was going to say AJ Styles just started himself up a rivalry with Aleister Black, but Aleister Black can't go to Saudi Arabia because of his tattoo. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Rey Mysterio is good. Our truth will be funny, I guess. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could happen, but the big thing, the big rumor, anyways, is that Undertaker is making a surprise appearance, and it's going to have an impact on this match, and it's going to lead to the rumored match between himself and AJ Styles, the Phenom versus the Phenomenal One at WrestleMania. And if that's all we get out of this gauntlet match, if there's some fucking random-ass bullshit, R-Truth walks away with the two-ache trophy, and we all have a good laugh, and we get AJ Styles and Undertaker on their way to WrestleMania, I'll consider that match a success. It's ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here defending it. I'm not sitting here saying that the greatest Royal Rumble and the tag team, best tag team in the world and the best in the world and the Tawake Trophy. I'm not saying that any of those mean anything. But if in the middle of all this, we get a little bit of the Garza, Umberto, Ray, Andrade thing, that could be fun in its own regard. Bobby Lashley is kind of useless, and so is Eric Rowan, let's be real. But AJ Styles, uh, moving forward towards Undertaker, towards WrestleMania, would be the best-case scenario to come out of this match. Who wins it? Honestly, out of everybody there, just for, just for the lulls, as they say, uh, I'd love to see R-Truth come away with this, because he's good with... Like, it doesn't mean anything, but here's a thing. Here is a... I don't want to say literally a trophy, but like here, here's a trinket. Here's something to play with. Here's a prop. Here is an oracle. Here, make it good. If he's gonna, he's doing the John Cena thing as well, isn't he? If he rips off a five knuckle shuffle on AJ Styles before the Undertaker comes in to finish the job, that's awesome. That's great. Hopefully he doesn't pass out on the way to the ring. It's fine. Now we do have another women's match on a Saudi Arabia card, which is good. But again, the the weight of it happening is what I'm happy about. The match itself is Bailey, who's kind of cringe, versus Naomi, who's a whole different kind of PC political cringe. I, 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 I'm gonna mention the February thing again. Of course she came back and, and, and got herself another title shot in February. She's gonna carry that belt into WrestleMania, isn't she? She's not gonna win here. And I don't think she's in the chamber match. If I'm not mistaken, they I know they're having two women's elimination chamber matches. They've got the one on Raw with Oscar, Natalia, Baszler, and the disassembled Riot Squad. Um, but on SmackDown, the only one that says that she's been announced is is Lacey Evans because she had that sit down interview with Renee Young that was actually relatively good. The the backstage interviews between that one with Renee Young and the one they did this week on Raw with uh, oh what's his name Drew McIntyre. 
the backstage sit-down interviews are are slowly low-key becoming really really good now if you throw a Lacey Evans and a Naomi and my my pitch because I really don't want Bianca Belair going and fucking up the NXT title match. If you throw Bianca Belair in this chamber like you threw Shayna Baszler in the other chamber and the match we get at WrestleMania is Bailey versus Bianca Belair, I wouldn't mind that in the slightest. I wouldn't even mind if she won. So to all the people out there that think I'm this ist or that ist and I hate Bianca Belair, Roddy Roddy Ra, who have clearly not listened to any of my content and don't hear me constantly saying what an amazing in-ring performer that she is, Put the SmackDown title on her. Have have NXT rule the weekend. Have have Rhea Ripley retain. Baszler's obviously going to go over Becky. Have Bianca Belair go over uh, Bailey, and you just have this this domination of the NXT Women's Division. Because what do I say every week on NXT? You've got the Women's Division that you can beat AEW over the head with. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I. Uh. They're doing women's matches in Saudi Arabia. They broke through that glass ceiling. I don't think they're going to do a women's title change. I mean, it's clear by the fact that the other two women's t titles are not represented on this show. But um, for some reason, I have The Fiend versus Goldberg on this list twice, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, Bailey's a bad heel and Naomi's just bad so i don't care but it is awesome that there that this match is happening because of what's around it if i haven't rambled around that enough now uh because i have it on the list again bray wyatt versus goldberg see all of my comments above brock lesnar versus ricochet or i mean ricochet being fed to the slaughter what do we say that we haven't all said before we know brock lesnar's winning it's fine he's coming to get a payday i love how they're advertising it as his mandatory world title shot or his his mandatory world title defense like anybody tells Brock Lesnar what to do with his part-time contract. I like I like the fact that he's actually leaning into the fact that he doesn't give a shit about defending his title, so they had to write it into the story that it's a mandatory shot to defend the fact that, of course, he's going to Saudi Arabia to wrestle. He wants that Saudi paycheck, does he not? Um, there's no build to this at all. Uh, Ricochet is awesome, but they play him off like a dork, which is kind of sad. Personality-wise, he looks like he belongs on the Big Bang Theory. In-ring-wise, he's better than any of your favorite high flyers in AEW. This match will be great, like they always are. Uh, Brock versus AJ, Brock versus Brian, Brock versus Finn, Brock versus Ray, Brock versus Rollins. I mean, see any Brock versus smaller guy. Uh, those are the matches where he tends to give a shit, and apparently... Paul Heyman behind the scenes really likes Ricochet and wants to put him over. So he will have a couple hope spots in this match. He will have a couple of uh, chances to look really, really awesome. Uh, I'm happy for him in a sense because he does get the... Um, he does get this... You know, a Brock Lesnar match has its own weird level of importance. Whether you like the guy or not, you have to admit that. And, I'm, and I'm, I don't apologize for that take because it's just true. Um... It, it does, it is becoming somewhat, and please don't kill me for the comparison because I know some people will, it is becoming much like old Undertaker matches at WrestleMania. It's not whether you win or lose, it's the fact that you got the match in the first place. Nobody ever complained that people got buried 
by The Undertaker at WrestleMania, because Undertaker had the streak, and, you know, the, the achievement wasn't beating him, the achievement was being the person chosen to have that match at that year's WrestleMania. Now, this, this, this is going to grade on a lot of people's feelings for me to say this, but at this point, that is the attraction of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar inherited the streak from Undertaker, for one thing, but also, he is the attraction. Whether you like him or not, whether you like what a Brock Lesnar match entails or not, it is different than anything else we get in WWE, and it is, it's sort of, um, it's along the same lines of when I talk about The Rock, when I talk about Triple H, when I talk about, you know, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Kane, etc. It, it almost exists above the, Brock Lesnar, as a champion or not, sort of exists just above the roster in sort of that rare air that, like, John Cena, we say John Cena is coming back for WrestleMania this year, and the rumor is that he's facing Elias. Now, that's that's a weird match, and it'll probably be fun. It'll probably have a lot of co comedic elements to it, because both of those guys comedically are pretty great. But it means that Elias gets to exist in a level slightly above the roster, because that's where John Cena sits. Ricochet gets to do that with Brock Lesnar. He's going to lose. He's going to lose spectacularly. But there's going to be some point in the match where he has a moment. He's going to reverse a Kimura. He's going to backflip out of an F F5. Now, I'm going to take a little note here, because I just mentioned the F5. AEW, petty as fuck, calling Wardlow's move the F10. Uh, you're petty, you're petty, you're petty, you're petty, and it shows. Moving on. Um, Lesnar's winning. If, if, if we live in bizarro land, if we really, really live in bizarro land, the champions coming like 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 alternate universe, multiverse, spider verse shit. There is a there is a world where we walk out with Miz and Morrison as champions, Street Profits as champions, Goldberg as a champion, Naomi as a champion, and Ricochet as a champion. Which at WrestleMania, at the very least, would give us Goldberg versus Roman Reigns and Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. I don't know, like, and as much as people say, oh, I'd love to see Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, would you, though? Would you, though? Do you want it? Because nobody's watching this show. The, the, the dialogue, the, the narration around these shows is that nobody watches them, which, which is a lie, because look at online, look at how many people review the shows, look at how many people like me come up and re I don't review pay-per-views, but I, I mean, I might, I would, I'm talking about it right now, but I would hazard a guess... I would hazard a wild guess that Good Mike Work and Joe Cronin slash Jake DeMarco, I would hazard a guess that OK Fave, I would hazard a guess that Idiot from New York, uh, the guys from What Culture, the guys from Cultaholic, will all review the show. There will be podcasts, there will be videos, there will be... In a realm where nobody watches it, it's like it's like the porn comparison, and I'm gonna I'm I'm doing I know I'm doing the comparisons thing a lot today. It's the porn comparison, and people that like thumb their nose or turn their nose up at the the fact that pornography exists. Well, nobody really watches that stuff. It's like a multi-billion-dollar industry, but nobody's watching. But like, so you look at the Saudi Arabia shows as oh nobody's watching, but look, you go Google, go you go and Google. I can speak, I swear. Go and Google WWE Super Showdown. 2020 
the day after it happens. See how many blogs there are. See how many reviews there are. See how many video responses, live reactions, podcasts there are about it. Because people do watch them. And other people that have also watched the show are watching those people to see what they thought about the show that they just watched. So let's dispel the idea that nobody's watching the show. Let's dispel the idea people are canceling the WWE because they're so triggered and terrified of, of the big, mean, evil wrestling show that just happens to be happening somewhere else. Um, it's, a, it's a ridiculous amount of fun. This is the first time I actually, because I'm not going to lie, because they're hilarious shows that happen midday, I have taken work days off because I work at a great place that gives me a lot of vacation days. I usually take the day off. This time I haven't because I'm taking a day off to go and see a Destiny show and I'm taking a couple days off around... Uh, I can speak, I swear, WrestleMania season, so I'm not doing it this time, but I'll be coming home. I'll be going to my TiVo right there, because WWE Network is a channel up here in Canada, it's not a website. Uh, I will be going to my TiVo, and I will be watching it when I get home. Excuse me. Now, will I be watching it all? No, because I'm probably going to be getting on Thursday at some point to talk to Guapo about AEW. You can hear me rant about all that shit that's going on this weekend, where the company that copies WWE is going to try and put on a pay-per-view with the same name that of NXT's pay-per-view from like five years ago, and it's fine, we got a WrestleMania that's pirate-themed, so now all of a sudden, coincidentally, John Moxley's a pirate. I'm going off on a tangent in all directions, but people watch these shows. I watch these shows. They're a lot of fun. Oh yeah, they're ridiculous. Oh yeah, they're just like a house show. Yeah, people go to house shows, not as much as they used to, but because there is a different feel. None of these matches, or in theory, none of these matches will matter. The Twig Trophy will probably go home in R-Truth's car. He'll be having it out the back of his window, just like Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle had the Dusty Cup sitting out the back of their golf cart. It's fine. And if you don't watch it, fine. If, you want, if you're just sitting here right now watching me and thinking, man, Spaz, I really don't care. I'm not going to be watching the show. That's kind of weird that you're watching this to tell me that, but that's another story altogether. There will probably be another match or two announced between now and Thursday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, which leaves us Wednesday. I mean, if they use NXT to announce more WWE matches for a Saudi Arabian show, that'll be a little bit weird. But... Uh, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? They get stuck over there again and we get another NXT SmackDown. That didn't hurt anybody's feelings either. I'm kidding. I want everybody to get home safely. It's fine. And I'm sure you you agree and disagree with a lot of stuff that I've said in this video. If you do, please feel free to say it down in the box below. Say it in the chat over there if you're watching on the live stream. Say it on Twitter, at SpazPhoenix1. Find me on Instagram, at SpazPhoenix. And look for the Spaz Phoenix podcast group on Facebook if you haven't already. That's about it. This is a ridiculous show that I've rambled about now for 30 minutes. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in tomorrow where we're going to talk about everything that happens tonight on NXT. I've been Spaz, your YWC. Check subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger. I will talk to each and every last one of you later. But for right now, I am tagging out. Bye, guys.